I am still recording from my phone because I'm on the road and have yet to order any sort of proper recording devices. So deal with my pops and my sisses as they come. <laughs> this is sliding into the season in Roanoke. And just like that, the cyclocross season has started. One race weekend down means we are even closer to the U.S. World Cups, after which fall-like weather will set in, and then we're looking to hit the Continental Championships, and then final tune-ups before nationals. Then I'm going to be in Europe. But until those whirlwind next few months, just one weekend is done so far. Go cross in Roanoke, Virginia. I flew in to meet Carrie in North Carolina at his and Emily's home with the expectation that I'd be sizing my newly built bikes. Instead... I helped to sort out some Shimano parts boxes and pack them into the trailer for the two-hour drive to Roanoke. My new Kona Jakes were still on a boat, and I'm hitting the season with one new to me but last year's Kona and one of my old bikes, wooden see use only. We arrived in Roanoke on Friday in order to do some tire testing for Maxxis. This is my second year riding Maxxis tires, and the first time I've been asked to partake in testing. Whether or not they wanted me to help test tires, or if they just wanted Carrie to, and I happened to show up, is a little bit beside the point. <laughs> we were testing some treads set up tubeless, so I was right at home after the past two years racing on tubeless tires. It was a great experience and something I've always wanted to do, but it was also a little bit unfortunate of timing, because I was so anxious about riding a little bit too much in the heat the day before my first race, and I had a hard time concentrating on the task at hand. In addition, this year I'm racing Max's tubulars, and I hadn't ridden tubulars in over two years, but it was a great chance to do some laps on the course. I was feeling pretty spry on Friday and enjoyed seeing some old friends. Getting a little overexcited, I decided to pull some slick moves and get some air over a little hump in the course. Well, I may have overestimated my ability to get rad because I ended up crashing pretty hard and banging up my bars and my leg. But nothing was seriously broken, and I just walked back to the tent and had my bike reset to its original operating levels. But this did sort of end my Friday pre-ride and tire testing. Speaking of tires, we were damn sure that it was going to be a file tread weekend. Knowing that, I had my speed trains mounted up for my pre-ride on Saturday. Right before I went out, the sky darkened and started dumping some precipitation. It was raining on the open women's 1-2-3 field pretty good at this point, but I still went out on my speed terrains. Without pushing the pace too much, I did slide out a few times on the slick grass. With the rain stopping and the men yet to hit the course, I was unsure if the course was going to get more dry or maybe churned up and muddy. I was pretty torn on what decision to make, but I decided that I would ride the all-terrains for the sake of confidence. The last thing a racer should do is doubt their tire choice during a race and maybe even holding back because of it. An option could have been to have a different set of tires on my pit bike, but again, my pit bike was for emergency use only in this early season equipment purgatory. With some of my race decisions, I was lucky not just to run them by my teammate Carrie and my coach Chris McGovern, but also my Amy D family. The Amy D Foundation has been a huge part of my life and racing career for the past three years, and this year is no different, with Carrie's wife Emily Shields being an Amy D racer. Our tents are hopefully going to be close at all the races so that we can keep the families together, meaning Carrie and Emily, as well as me and my orange and blue beginnings. It's nice to be around the familiar, including Emily, KK, and the cross veteran and new Amy D. cross mentor, Mo Bruno Roy. There was a bit of time for me to hang around the venue this weekend because Go Cross flipped the schedule, putting UCI men before the UCI women, making us the premier event. Whenever this happens, it makes all of us reassess our normal schedules, and for the men, they got to experience a few of the women's weekly struggles. For instance, you have to show up to the venue a lot earlier. 
In this event, they didn't have the UCI-specific course preview window that they sometimes are. But when they are there, these windows are immediately prior to the first UCI race, making it impossible to be used by those racers, which is usually the women. So Carrie had no idea how to use these discrete 10 to 15 minute windows for course pre-rides. In addition, Carrie had to wait around until after my race, my cool down, and my general catching up socializing before he could leave. Carrie was not happy. I just wished that this was going to happen in the winter so that his hair could freeze as well. Anywho, so the men went first, and Carrie won despite a not-so-stellar start. He showed me anything that was possible and set the bar pretty high. Not knowing what to expect from my fitness, I was inspired not to be totally embarrassed and shown up and to give it my all out there. I had a front row call up and slotted in right next to Caroline Monty, and then Crystal Anthony came up next to me. The rain had stopped and the temps had really dropped, and we were ready. At the whistle, I pushed off and I got my pedal. Not a bad start. Crystal missed her pedal and was dropped pretty hard. Everyone kept charging forward, fighting for the daylight at the front. My racing edge was not sharp, and I wasn't sure how to fight back, so I slipped back a few spots. Once we settled in, I was happy to feel that the pace felt slow. I didn't charge forward immediately. Instead, I took a moment to gather myself and lower my heart rate. Then, I charged. I tucked into third. Eventually, Crystal found the front end of the race as well. She's great at being assertive in passing, and I could learn a lot from her. I was able to gap her off, and I was in a steady third place, with Van Dessel riders Caroline and Sonny charging in first and second. On the course, there were a few logs that you had to ride down. Nothing big, but some rough drops if you didn't do it right. Apparently, I didn't do it right. I plopped down, and my left shifter lever moved. A lot. I wasn't aware when it happened. I just saw that it did, and was like, WTF, why did this move? I didn't crash. It was likely loose from the crash on Friday. I slowed down to figure out how loose it was and if it was unsafe or if I should pit. I yelled into the pits, citing I might come in, but I decided to just ride in the drops and that would be fine. Crystal sensed this slowdown and attacked hard. In literally the last half of the lap, she passed me, and I couldn't muster anything to chase her down. She beat me by eight seconds. That hood dropping was my eight seconds. It was 20 seconds. I lost the podium. I was a little disappointed, but not mad. It was a first race, new mechanic, a lot of kinks to work out. In addition, I didn't even know I could put in an effort like that this early in the season. I felt I could have redemption on Sunday. I'm always better on day two. That night, Carrie went out for ice cream to celebrate his win. I was such a strong specimen of a Becca that I abstained. Humble brag. But I was promised ice cream for Sunday night. I was hoping for a reason to deserve it as well. Day two was slated to be over 90 degrees Fahrenheit and sunny, and about 800% humidity. I had to run a bottle cage. It ended up being a file tread day with no last-minute rainstorms to change it up. In Kerry's race, he was pushed by another rider and crashed, so I thought for a moment it could finally be my day to beat him. But alas, he came back for another win. Selfish jerk, double showing off. A lot to live up to. I was feeling really relaxed at the start, and I went quick from the gun, charging up and sitting in the front three towards the middle of the first lap. But this is when we hit the freshly tilled, fluffy sand, and there was a bit of a pile-up. Combined with my slow-motion running, I exited the sand back in the teens placing. Not ideal. After a few turns, the pace was settled, and I was waiting to make my move. With all of the riders very close and riding single file along the fast track, it took me close to the end of the second lap to finally start moving up the ranks. I went from deep within the field to the top five again. Then I found myself in second. 
Crystal was way up, and I didn't see anyone catching her up in first place. But I could totally hang on to second. I could feel myself getting goosebumps. But not because I was excited. Because I felt cold. I was really not ready to push my body to the limit. Maybe I shouldn't admit that, but I think it's fair to say that no one is capable of murdering themselves 100% of the time. Even if there was a chance that I had the mental ability, I'm not sure my body would have held out. I was passed, and I slipped into fifth. It was all I could do to maintain that. My back, my legs, my arms, everything was feeling it. Day two is my day when I'm extremely fit. But my days of extreme fitness in September are past. I'm now looking for the late season extreme fitness. So I'll need to reflect on some of my expectations moving forward. And here I am complaining about my fitness when my host, Carla Williams, was also racing. She's an ER doctor who worked late on Friday night into the wee hours. She raced on Saturday. I think she got 7th or 6th. She volunteered on Sunday morning and then raced on Sunday. And again, getting 6th or 7th. And she was in front of me for a lot of the race. There's incredible talent in that woman. I felt the same about my race on Sunday as I did on Saturday. I was disappointed, but also a bit optimistic. I had what it took to get from deep within the field up to second, but just not the staying power quite yet. Plus, I was sliding across the dusty ground on my max of speed terrains, which is exactly what they are made to do. Limit the friction for fast rolling and have the side knobs to catch you when the time comes. I rarely enter turns fast enough to get a slide going, but I did it and was comfortable with it, which is a good omen for things to come. Despite not being my strongest placing for an opening weekend, it was the first time I've been able to identify weaknesses and come up with a plan of action to strengthen them, or, in the event of fitness, already understood the potential lack of world domination. After the race on Sunday, we packed up our camps, rolled out of town, the whole shebang like a circus caravan rolling up the tents to go to the next sleepy little town. In this case, it's going to be Rochester, New York. Carrie and I are housed up here in New York for the week, planning on a local group ride Tuesday night, working on some skills and training on Wednesday, doing a local clinic on Thursday, and then I have a clinic at the Rochester course on Friday. This much activity is a bit new to my schedule, but it's really important to me that I do this because I want to be a community-forward athlete, not a hold-up, nervous ball of anxiety. I'm always looking for the balance in my own priorities of performance and expectations of sharing my love of this sport with the world.